Hi there, my name is LaToya Johnston and I'm the Partnerships Coordinator at BRIC. The Partnerships team collaborates with nonprofit organizations, community groups, citywide and local cultural events throughout the year. One of our major initiatives is MediaShare. BRIC MediaShare is a New York Emmy winning in-kind grant program. What does that mean? It's an education and production grant for Brooklyn-based nonprofits to learn how to create and use media. Over a 10 to 12 month period, selected organizations take classes as a cohort and are paired one-on-one -on -one with the producing mentor. Together, staff from the nonprofits and their mentors collaborate to bring new and important audio and video stories to life. On this podcast, we talk with past media share grantees and other community partners about their work and their experience making media projects. Plus, we'll hear what they're working on now. Today, we are talking with Ifateo Cultural Arts Academy, one of 10 organizations that were selected for a past cycle of MediaShare. We are so excited to have this Brooklyn organization as today's guest on the Community Partnerships Podcast. Please introduce yourself and tell us your role at IFATEO. Hello, thank you for having us. Um, my name is Sabine Blazon. I am the Director of Programs at IFATEO. Yes, greetings. I am Marilyn Worrell, known as Mama Marilyn, and I'm a Community Engagement Liaison and one of the teachers with IFATEO. So please tell us what is the meaning behind the word IFATEO? I'll start. Ifetayo is a West African Yoruba word, which means love. Love is enough for happiness. Love is enough for joy. That is the beginning of the essence of our intention and mission of the organization. And that's a great way to start off with love. So talk with us more about the Ifetayo Cultural Arts Academy, the programs that you offer, what ages, boroughs, locations? Yeah, so we currently have a Saturday Academy and an in-schools arts education program. So our ages run from six years old to 19. <laughs> and we service youth that come from all across New York City, all boroughs. Um, we also have an international engagement as well, but primarily we're located in central Brooklyn. Um, and we run our Saturday Academy at Meyer Levin Junior High School. And typically our programs run between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. at our Saturday Academy. And our in-schools, after-school arts education program uh, will run during day school classes and also after-school hours. And those classes that you offer during the week, are they at certain locations in schools? Yeah, so the schools vary. It's primarily in central Brooklyn, but we have a few schools um, in other boroughs as well. Okay. So how do families get involved in this program? How do they apply? Well, we have an outreach, as 
because we are now this year going into our 31st year Ooh, of existence. Yes. Um, we were born in <laughs> Flatbush, and we have families of generations now who are part of the um, organization. So a good portion of our um, involvement and enrollment is word of mouth of families who have been involved and who continue to bring other members of their family and friends and neighbors. And the growth of our population is based on our um, reputation. It's a ter term that I like to use is that our reputation is our currency. That um, we are known for the quality of work that we do, the arts, the culture, and the familial experience that people have when they come into the organization, that they're coming into a family. In fact, when re families register, I turn to the parents and say, you have just registered the entire family. Your child is my child. And I turn to the child and say, I'm now in your life for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And it's true. <laughs> and it's true. So, Marilyn, you work so closely with these families. Can you take us through a, a Saturday at Ifatale? Well, this Saturday, this um, season, we're doing our rites of passage programming and our cultural history um, programming. And our rites of passage um, programming are in three categories. There are the pre-rites, who are the eight and, well, six, seven, and eight-year-olds. We have the transition, who are nine, ten, through 12, and then we have our teens. Mm -hmm. And they are gender specific, so we have the Sisters and Sisterhood rites of passage, and I Am My Brother rites of passage. And the children are registered by their parents, and the classes are designed, rites of passage, in development of identity, personally, familial, culturally, historically. Mm. And it's the intention is in developing and supporting the character and a sense of comfort and security of who they are as beings within the community, within the world. And at one point it was identified we are helping to develop global citizens. So how do you choose the programs that you offer at Ifatale? Well, this is something that has been designed 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. the from founder inception. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> from its inception. The founder of the organization, Quiera Cunningham, um, who is and was a, an artist, who is a historian, who's an academician, an incredible business, and a visionary, had the dream and the idea of creating an org organization for cultural involvement in the community. And she started with free dance classes in Flatbush that went for a period of time and that evolved into an extended extended programming. And the programming, um, Quire herself was an artist, a performing artist, so hence a strong bent towards the arts that started with dance, music, drumming, visual arts, theater, drama, um, and cultural history was always a very important part of it. So the curriculum came out of a holistic approach to arts and culture. Has it changed much over the years? Just with involvement with expansion of mm -hmm. time. It's responding to the needs of our community 
um, and also in various iterations um, of staff and also moving. Um, we also offer at our Saturday Academy our cultural history uh, heritage program that's been longstanding as well. Now we're calling it Africana Studies. We're being very intentional in terms of the the academic and artistic rigor and excellence that we're looking for. Um, we also have an Ifatayo youth ensemble that meets during our Saturday Academy, so they get uh, professional training and personal development uh, for theatrical and performative um, aspects of the program. So yeah, we're really excited to see how historically the programs have maintained themselves, evolved over time, um, and also incorporating different aspects of social justice issues, technology, our traditions, and just what our most uh, immediate needs for our community. So can adults take these classes? I'm interested. <laughs> I want to be a part. <laughs> <laughs> so and speaking of like how do people like families get involved, right? So mm -hmm. we're definitely intergenerational. Um, again, like Mama Marilyn has mentioned, um, all aspects of the family are involved at Ifatayo. So we have a series of community events, opportunities throughout the year. We also have a strong online presence um, in terms of social media. Uh, a couple of things are coming up, uh, especially around Kwanzaa season and then our going into the new year, new semester, we're opening up our cultural arts program um, for adults and whole families. So they'll have an opportunity to do African dance and storytelling uh, and just be involved in our, our programming, but expanding it to our larger community. I'm going to follow you guys on social media so I can stay connected. Yes, please. <laughs> so let's uh, shift gears for a bit and talk about MediaShare. How did Ifateo find out about this MediaShare grant program? Well, I believe that there was an outreach um, to the not-for-profit organizations. And our program was approached, and that was in 2016, although it's amazing. It doesn't yeah. seem like it was <laughs> that long ago yet that was a while ago, and I really um, feel very, very honored to have been one of the people chosen to take the training. And um, what I got from it was just really incredible, valuable tools mm -hmm. to be used in our programming, mainly for documentation, which is the most important piece. And then also, as being an artist myself, the tool of being able to use all of these skills that I got from Frick and the media share training in video production, field production, in editing, which was the editing was really an intense workshop. <laughs> I have to go back and do many more tutorials <laughs> on that one, but it was really something. And one of the most outstanding parts of the training was the focus on the social media toolkit and how to use that for institutions, which was very, very valuable. And then out of that, we were able to um, develop and film a um, PSA mm -hmm. for the organization, which is still used to this day mm -hmm. on our site. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So before you took the classes, 
did you because you said you took video editing with Premiere and you took video production in the field did you think that this was like these classes were a lot to deal with to take well when I first heard it when it was in the orientation it was like oh my god but then when you the classes were being presented in such a way and the people who were presenting and instructing the classes broke it down that it was able to receive be received in a way that was um, easy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, easy did you have past media share I mean past media experience very very little very little so I would say I was coming in basically virgin Mm-hmm. And um, the presentations that were made, the classes that were given, broke it down in such a way that you were able to access the information, absorb and process the information. And then the important piece was the actual literal hands-on. And that made it um, a lot easier. To so why it. was it important for Ifateo to have someone on staff trained and taking these media courses? Why did you want to add this element to the organization? For the simple reason is for the um, preservation of what happens. As I said, we're going into our 31st year. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of history mm-hmm. that has sort of been lost. Yeah, um, You've got the oral tradition, mm-hmm. but we live in a world that's visual, and to be able to have access to a media um, skills for documentation is very, very important. Yes. Sabine, you have anything you want to add? Well, I came on board uh, this year, Okay. but it's, it's a great way for me to get a sense of how programming was run, um, how our traditions and our mission and, and vision and values are are embedded in the work that we do and is still alive. Um, and it's just a great visual re- representation, as Mama Marilyn said, um, and a great way for us to archive our work. Okay. So, Marilyn, please share with us one important thing you learned during Media Share. I know you said it was in 2016. <laughs> well, but it's still it, it's it's mm-hmm. still being used and applied. And I think one of the most important things I just mentioned was the um, social media toolkit of integrating all of the things that are happening now that are just normal in everyone's lives, but how valuable they are um, for the distribution of communication of who we are, and just being able to reach out to community. At one in reaching out for enrollment and two in sharing with the community who we are and the messages that we have that we're doing and that assists assists us in doing that. Do you feel like you've reached more people with the video that you created? Oh, without question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with, with without question. I mean, I've actually, <laughs> speaking of media, I've literally had the experience of someone saying, I saw you on television. (laughs) That's great. Um, And what was very helpful with the video that was done that we were able to share in just, which happens in media, in a short bit of time, giving a lot, a lot of information to a large, broad amount of people. Mm -hmm. So what do you have planned for 2020? 
Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. We, we're gearing up right now. Um, so our Kwanzaa season is right around the corner, and we have a free uh, community event on the 29th of December. It's going to be our Brooklyn Commons Flatbush uh, from 2 to 4. We just ended a wonderful um, first iteration of a season of uh, the Homecoming Queen, which is our reenactment of a contemporary African play. Um, and we got such great uh, reception um, and reviews that we're offering it again in celebration of Kwanzaa and it's also our gift to our community. Uh, so we're gonna have a showing at 2 p.m. on the 29th and then we're gonna have a good old after party <laughs> <laughs> four to 6 p.m. And then we're also gonna have vendors in the space, uh, food and beverages. And that will be another uh, great opportunity for people to know more about Ifatayo um, and just congregate amongst our community members as well. So that's coming up right around the corner. Um, we're opening registration at the end of December to offer those whole family cultural arts programming um, starting in January. So that will include African dance and storytelling. So we're really excited about that. We're looking at um, a six-week series or multiple mini-series in that way. And then also really, really important is that we're kicking off Census 2020. And we're making a very, very intentional um, commitment and move in terms of advertising the importance of the census and making sure that our community understands the historical implications of it um, and tools so we can make an impact in ways that, you know, if we don't do the census, how there's gaps, you know, lack of funding for certain programming. Uh, we work directly with schools that so affect schools and other areas of our community um, and community organizations. So, you know, we're a cultural arts program, so we're gonna be really innovative in the way that we deliver that message, how we engage community. We're definitely gonna include, um, you know, performative artistic piece, and also our youth are gonna be our main voices and advocates uh, for this project. So we're really excited to do that work. And I'd like to add, we're gearing up for the spring, a film festival. Yes. Um, that will be happening in February and March and into April to do a workshop of community preparedness for disaster preparedness, specifically geared towards community. So we'll be doing on a series of ongoing workshops that are of benefit to the entire family and classes and workshops that you can come to. Sign yes. me up. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. So is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners today? Yes, follow us on social media. We have a strong presence. Um, it's at Ifetayo Culture on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And please tell our audience where they can find more information about Ifetayo and the programs you offer. Yeah, so on our website, www.ifetayo.org. So it's spelled I F E. A big thank you to our guests today, Marilyn Morrell, Sabine Blazin from Ifateo Cultural Arts Academy, and to Jose Astorga, my audio engineer and key member of the BRIC operations team. 
To watch the videos Ifateo created with MediaShare, go to the Brooklyn Free Speech YouTube channel and click on the MediaShare 2016 cohort playlist. Applications for the next round of MediaShare will be open in February 2020. Brooklyn Free Speech is the public access television and podcast network for the borough of Brooklyn. We air over 650 hours of TV shows, films, and shorts created by Brooklyn-based community producers that reflect their perspective on the world. Check us out at www.brickartsmedia.org. This episode of the Partnerships Podcast was recorded pre-pandemic. As of fall 2021, Ifateo Cultural Arts Academy is offering both in-person and remote classes. For more information, please visit ifateo.org. Mm-hmm.